I mean, it's just like I drained it. Sorry. But. <laughs> oh, man. Young Moolah, baby! Greg's already been drinking, so this is this is the current state of affairs. So, uh, welcome. We're back again this week already. Um, we missed we missed each other first and foremost. <laughs> A long time since Monday, boys. <laughs> Was that Monday? What's today? Thursday. Today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Um, last day of July, I believe. Is it? Is no, to, oh wait, no. There's a thirty first. Tomorrow. July. I counted my knuckles wrong. Um, yeah. So you know, you know the knuckle trick. You know what I'm talking. Oh about? yeah, of course I do. All right, guys. Here's a here's a trick. When you're trying to remember a, how many I'm days a, are dude, in, dude, you got to remember I'm a dad. I know. I know you. There's some non dads here. So we got <laughs> January, February, March, April, May. Every time you hit a knuckle, the high, the when you're counting the months, that's a 31 day month. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> mine is blown the only tricky one is february because it's the it's the weird month but um yeah so in case you're ever trying to remember that's like it, using, it even works for the july and august because those are your middle knuckles and that's, so that's like using a fucking sundial it really is it's an ancient technique um kyle's gonna get which, that as his knuckle tattoos it's just gonna be 30 31 30 31 <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee someone's done it. You may have oh, heard another voice. Guaranteed. Okay, so first of all, this is Kyle. We got, we got, who else we got here? We got the normal boys here. We got the normal boys. I'm- hey, speaking of normal boys, our beautiful boys, the Utah Jazz are back in action. Okay. And they won. <laughs> the um, Jazz won. The Jazz won tonight. You got Jordan Sorry, got Utah Mads. You don't get an introduction. The Jazz. No, won if you want to do the sports stuff at the beginning, that's totally cool, and then we can just skip it at the end. Um, oh, we that. have we have another. We're doing a Monday show with an actual sports person. So, um, we'll, oh, I'm an actual sports person. Okay, sorry. Give us your sports bona fides, please. Oh, mine. Yes. Oh, um, <laughs> two-time equestrian champion, seventh grade baby. Nicely that's done. Okay. It. And I play a mean game of croquet, um, and I do know what a field goal is. So okay, so awesome. we're, we're it seems <laughs> like we're really focused on the country club type of sports. Yeah, okay. I grew up in Virginia, so that's all we had. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. I uh, so since um, Greg so graciously skipped everyone, Jordan and Greg are also here. We also have uh, Utah Mads joining us today, and I'm going to keep referring to you as Utah Mads because anytime I think about you and what you do, I think of Utah Mads. Do you go by Mads? Is that Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do go by Mads. My full name is Madalena, but I do save that for the country club. I was so. going to say, that's a very <laughs> equestrian, <Yeah. laughs> equestrian name. I know. It was actually not a good idea to talk about um, horses and croquet like my first 30 seconds on this Honestly, podcast, yeah. especially because I'm not lying. <laughs> like that is a real thing I did growing up. It's pretty much You know, that, I think that makes your position even better. Um, Thank you. I think so too. I'll, I'll at least say that. I don't know if I mean it, but at least at least I've said it. Um, so Utah Mads is joining us today. Utah Mads, tell us about yourself um, aside from the equestrian and the croquet sports. Yeah. Um, well, first, I want to say thanks to you guys for introducing yourself. Because um, as I told you, uh, well, not you, Jordan, sorry. <laughs> it's my bad. Yeah. No. Uh, so I spent the last like day listening to episodes of the podcast to like really get really like get method about it. Um, and it took me for fucking ever to figure out whose voice was whose. Like it was uh, really hard. Um, 
So thank you. I know I can see your names on the Zoom call, but it's pretty helpful. I got Greg's finally, but Kyle Jordan. Mm -mm. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I, we, we were pretty bad in the beginning of introducing ourselves. And it was funny because we we're always on Zoom. So like mm -hmm. we knew we know who we are, you know. No, it was fun. Um, it was really fun to try and figure it out. Cool. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so about, so yeah, my name is Mats and my Twitter handle is at Utah Mats. Um, and I guess I am a local person in Salt Lake. Um, I'm an organizer and just like generally like a kind of a pain in the ass um, to a lot of people. Um, that's what I do. Yes. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I um, spend my days online um fucking yelling at everyone everyone i can think of um and most recently i have been super involved with the protests against police brutality um but also just like trying to organize people around like really abolishing the police and also having really hard conversations about like um people in the city don't have to live on the street um yeah. and you know we we can actually have a better world um if we want it so that's kind of what i do um i mean yeah that's not no, super that's cool. fantastic <laughs> and like i think that's a pretty good reason why you are our first guest on the podcast oh, i now. know i know we were <laughs> at like we had people that were like oh i want to be a guest before we even recorded an episode which was i think we just have friends that uh wanted to talk shit to us but um yeah so i, I think that. when i first we definitely are going to get into um all things policing but mm -hmm. i think when, when i first started following you actually um on twitter it was because of all of the work you were doing with the mutual aid group um starting with the pandemic um i don't know did did you guys start the, like the COVID 19 aid Salt Lake City, like, did that mutual aid group form at like right as the pandemic was was kicking off, or like when we had the shelter in place, or or what was like the organization around that, and when did that form? Yeah, um, thanks for reminding me that I do that. Too. <laughs> I knew you didn't I was mention like, that. Oh, fuck. That is the <laughs> You're thing. You're not I just do. not just um, the decorated veteran of the posting wars. Yes, <laughs> like she does re yeah, other like, stuff. The last thing I did was tweet. That's really all I do. Right. Um, no, and like I have kind of been so part of how we were able to do that is like I've I've been in Utah since 2015. So I got here right before the election. Um, and since then, like I've organized around a bunch of different things. And like I work with teenagers. I worked with the local chapter of March for Our Lives and helped them plan their giant march that they did. Um, and like I uh ran a local campaign um for representative andrew stoddard who called dan mckay an ass hat today <laughs> and Did i couldn't he? be more proud of him nice. oh yeah yeah i, I brought this with me because i was like this is what i want to talk about Love um that. but um so i like was kind of tapped into things that were going on and so i and i knew a lot of like liberals who were kind of mm. like oh the pandemic like i would like to help people but i don't really know what to do um yeah and then because i was kind of in the two worlds i also knew a lot of people who were like working class people who were getting completely fucked by like the shelter in place and just by the escalation of everything and all of a sudden there's no toilet paper and there's no insulin and there wasn't any insulin before but now there's like definitely no insulin so like yeah. just that kind of snowballing um and so i was kind of like a foot in each world and i was like well i can 
I can bring these things together. Um, and so I like hooked up with a couple other people I knew who had started to do something that was modeled after what they were doing in Seattle. Um, but we just kind of like ran with it and did grocery. We do grocery deliveries. We do direct aid um, and then supplies. And like right now we're also collecting um, clothes and backpacks and suitcases and stuff for um, all of the unsheltered community that just got their fucking camps bulldozed by the city over the last again. couple of days. Yeah. Again. <laughs> um, so we have been like, um, I actually run, all of that like out of my house um so we have all the shit in the garage um but yeah that started right around the shelter in place and has kind of just been going since then yeah and i i I love how you left all of that out from the intro because i i mean like i said that was when i first started following you and i was like okay um i didn't know i was really thankful that we had someone like you organizing all of that stuff because you were quite literally, I was seeing posts that were like, this person's like on the verge of being evicted. Like, like let's get 10 people to send me like five bucks or whatever, 10 bucks. We can save somebody mm-hmm. from being evicted. And there was a ton of stuff like that. So, um, I mean, at this point, you guys are still running that because the pandemic is still going and it turns out that people need help both in and outside of pandemic situations. So, um, I think we can talk more about it at the end, but like what's most in need right now? Or like, is there anything that in particular that you're looking to or yeah, just in general, like what, what is most in need when it comes to the COVID-19 mutual aid project? Yeah. Um, no, and you're right. I have not done a good job explaining what it is, but if you're interested in getting involved, you can volunteer and you can donate things and you can donate money and you can help keep your community afloat. Um, sorry. When I was asked to talk about myself, I was like, literally (laughs) the most important thing I do is shit posts. Um, so like, you want to brag about yourself, but like, I promise like Utah meds works hard and like the shit posting is definitely there, but this, the, the (laughs) helping people is sprinkled among the shit posting. She's a woman after our own hearts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I yeah I got a yeah I got a lot of stuff going on I've got a lot of fucking stuff to juggle um especially when people out here just tweeting dumb shit all day what am I supposed to do but engage um so stuff that we need I mean uh like (laughs) okay we need toilet paper we need paper towels we need volunteers because we have we get probably like 40 requests a day um from all over and there are people in quarantine and things like that we need money. Um, we need, we need volunteers. Um, we really do like, you can do anything. You can do grocery deliveries. You can help us with our shit on Slack. Like you can make things in Canva. I don't have, I don't, I can't make anything look good. So like you can help me with that. Um, nothing that comes out of mutual aid is made by me. Everything I make looks like, well, Greg, how old's your, how old is your son? He's two. Well, he could definitely do it better than me. So like for sure. Um, so I could beat a one-year-old, but like not a two-year-old. Um, the other thing we need is honestly like for everyone to wear fucking mask yeah. and for the government, like, sorry, I, I came in. No, hot. go. We've but been, like, we've said, go we've off. said more. I, yeah. I, the, the. I spent today reading that education plan that the state put forward and I did tweet about it, but like, it's such utter bullshit that like, I, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what bullshit it is because the entire premise of it is like, well, people are absolutely going to get sick and probably more than once. And some people are going to die, but it'll be worth it because schools will be open. Um, 
and I just am so mad all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I really need is for people to cyber bully the governor so that I don't have to do it all day. Um, I think our our main plan here as a podcast is just to have one of us finally get Spencer Cox to take a swing at us. So yeah, we we definitely understand that. I will go on record saying I'll kick the shit out of Spencer Cox. <laughs> uh, parody, uh, non-actionable. Um, we are very, very, very yeah. JK, very LOL. Although I did sure for we- a really long time try to get Jason Chaffetz to box me in a celebrity match. Yeah. Until he finally blocked me on Twitter. I know. That was too bad. I used to, I he turned Jason into Chaffetz a cardboard cutout for like, dude. and then my dog ate it. He so used to, he was like a nature photographer on Instagram. So I used to go through his nature photos and like talk show to him on his nature photos, which I love. But okay. Um, <laughs> so bird. when it comes to like closing out the, the mutual aid thing before yes. we get into how awful everything else is, um, COVID-19 mutual aid, SLC.com go there. You can volunteer there. You can donate there. Follow the Twitter account too. Same name, COVID-19 aid, SLC. Um, and Yes. The pin tweet says, consider this. We need money. So <laughs> donate and volunteer. I did make that one. Honestly, that's pretty good. The Microsoft art. Word. Yep. The Word yeah. art looks great. And oddly, I think it's I think that that type of Microsoft Word art has aged pretty well. Right. Um, I'm loving it. Um, yeah. So let's uh let's let's talk government now <laughs> can i say one sure, sincere sure, sure. thing about mutual aid before yes. we move on since i i probably should which is just that For like sure. if you are listening to this podcast then hopefully you care about other people um and something that's very different about the COVID 19 mutual aid network and that's different about all mutual aid networks and there are tons of them across salt lake like rose park brown berets is a great group that has one um the sex worker outreach project has a great mutual aid network uh the utah muslim civic league and what's different about mutual aid is that like we People will come to us because everywhere else has said no or isn't answering the phone. And that's not to shit on like the great work that people are doing, but the current system is not fucking built to give people the support that they need, especially in a pandemic. Um, People are, it's only going to get worse. Like some of us might've gotten like used to this um, and I'm fully air quoting there, but like this is, it's just getting worse. So like, if you have anything to spare, any time, any money, like this is, this is real community work. And like, it's so important. Um, And I've been really fortunate to see how much it has been transformative for people to just be like, someone's going to bring me groceries and cash and they're not going to ask me a a million fucking questions. And like, if I want ketchup and hot dogs and that's it, they're not going to be like, no, fuck you. You get broccoli. Like it's just so, it's such an authentic way to take care of people. So like, if you are interested, please hit us up on all of the social media because we would love to have you. Yeah. That rules. Um, for real direct, direct action, direct help. And yeah, like you said, like our system is very, very much not built for what's happening right now. Um, it's barely built for it in a non-pandemic situation, but like, um, if you try calling like the, we have, if you try contacting unemployment or any of the offices around like Medicaid or anything like that, they have like one person, the state Medicaid is like one person. And like, if you call it, it goes to her voicemail and it's like, it's one person managing all of that. And now we have, how many people lost their jobs and, uh, don't have healthcare now? Like I can't keep track, but anyway, it's about yeah, um, a gazillion. yeah. So, uh, 
thank and praise Allah for for, uh, Utah Mads. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so for real, uh, go volunteer and donate if you can, um, especially if you've got extra cash for this time, if you've been able to continue working. Um, yeah, cause most people don't have that luxury at this point. So, um, amidst the pandemic, the other side of Utah Mads that, um, we've gotten to know and love and cherish over the last, uh, couple months at this point, it's been about two months since, um, the first protest following the George, George Floyd murder. So that took place on a Saturday, um, at the end of May, I believe, um, and I think there was something a little the night before. And then Saturday was the big protest. Um, I don't know who the main organizers were at that point, um, but it was a great turnout, a big showing. Um, and that day was almost entirely uh, what they would. Well, apparently they count property as uh, they count property destruction as property violence. So I guess it wasn't peaceful according to the government, but there was, they let people spray paint or whatever, break some windows um, and they were fine for a while. And then they uh, left the car out and a car got flipped over and burns. And that um, made all hell broke lo- break loose. And I think we talked about this at a certain point back when, when this was happening. Um, but were you there that day? Like I th- I'm assuming you're involved, involved that day as well. Cause I've seen you at protests since mm-hmm. then. Yeah, I was there. Um, and I'm like, I'm like an archivist of you guys and all your conversations now. Cause I'm like, you did talk about this and it was okay. on episode four or something. But <laughs> when I listened, I had honestly, oh, I, right. That's not right. Please don't look that up. That's but like, when I will listen to that, I was like, Cause so much shit is happening 24 seven all the fucking time. And like, I'm like a pretty, like I, like I function pretty well, like an adult, like I have a working brain, but like, I cannot keep the fuck up with what's going on ever. And so when you were talking about that, I had fully repressed the memory of that guy with the bow and arrow. Oh, Um, I know. And then I listened to it and I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) That shit was, I had friends in Finland who were like, this your country? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) like fully 100%. Yeah. That feels Um, like years ago. Oh oh, yeah. Decades. It was like two months. So that's cool for us. The interview Um, of him in his garments was particularly funny. He was like, (laughs) just just chilling. Um, yeah, that was, that was, I can't believe it. So that was the same day. The car burns, um, following that was just like the string of curfews, the string of national guard people everywhere. Um, all of the tanks behind the Freemason building and all of that, just like ready to roll down on everyone. The closing of the Capitol building to, um, protests just in general they were surrounding the capitol building with cops none of whom were were wearing masks at the time which definitely Mm -hmm. was very intentional and really weird Um, really cute yeah yeah couldn't get enough just guys being dudes guys being dudes and so this is when also um you know okay so mike brown our chief of police is a real good real real good guy love him um but one of his finest moments was like uh, going on the news and very vaguely but purposefully kind of insinuating that a cop was inside the car that got burned and that somebody needed to be, quote, pulled out, which is what he said, um, and uh, theoretically rescued. Um, and then their Twitter account tried to act like he didn't say that or didn't imply that. Um, and even then, yeah, though, but 
few that that got like that got amplified by all the local media too because mm-hmm. they all said that too. Like I think I've seen like four or five KSL articles say the exact same thing. Yeah, Within, so that's already like come down and oh yeah, over the last few months and yeah, like and I, I said I think I said in like the in the episode we were talking about too, but if there was actual footage of that happening, that would have been on every TV in the country. <laughs> I know. Everyone within a two mile radius of that car would be in federal prison. Oh, <laughs> and that absolutely. Everywhere. And I fucking, when I listened to that episode, I was like, wait a second. Cause honestly, sometimes with this police shit in Salt Lake, it feels like it's one long fucking Scooby-Doo episode. And I'm just like <laughs> running around and it's always like, you pull the mask off and it's always fucking Mike Brown. <laughs> like, always. So it's just like meddling kids. Like, like for real. I was like, this can't be right. So I listened to a clip of it and the news straight up is like, chief Brown said, an officer was in the burning car. Yeah. Like they say it like, mm-hmm. bum, bum, bum. and it's so explicit. Yeah. And it's just like that. A guy commented on my Instagram post yesterday and was like, peaceful protest. Somebody was burnt to a crisp. And I was like, who? <laughs> like, what yeah. are you talking about? It's crazy. Yeah, he, like, it was so out of control. Yeah. It was very intentional the way he worded that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he just enough pl- plausible deniability to say, Oh no, I didn't say the exact words saying that there was someone inside, but definitely left enough, uh, wiggle room to where all the news people and people reading the news or listening to it, assume that same thing. So the people who did burn the car, they went completely like balls out chasing those people. They were going to tattoo shops, trying to locate, um, who, if somebody could, track down people by their tattoos who had done their tattoos i think all the people who were involved in that car burning um probably got felonies at this point um i haven't really followed that at this that this juncture but i i assume they're all pretty fucked for that and that same day we had um plenty of footage of uh including the most famous one of the police like shoving over that old man um which was great. And I don't think anything happened with that. They were supposedly looking into it. Whoa, um, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Sorry. sorry. Chief Brown said he was going to take care of it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> how, how, dare you, how dare you try and like, smear his, his integrity by saying he's not going to follow through with what he said. Yeah. Um, just, just absurd. So we had all those protests continue, um, which also led up to, uh, at a certain point, you getting your car impounded. Do you want to tell us briefly about like what happened there? Because I, I was following that on Twitter, um, and yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah. So my fucking car, like, first of all, some of this shit is like, not, not that it's my fault, but I will say to anyone, my registration was two years expired. Um, <laughs> So that is a fact. Um, so that's not great. But I called my dad and he was like, well, Madalena, like maybe you should have gotten your, and I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't, you should shut up. Like he was actually cool. <laughs> Got was him. Like, yeah. Those cops Darn. definitely targeted you. And I was like, that's right, dad. Um, but I had been bringing that car to every protest because one thing that mutual aid does plug is we do protest support. So we're at, pretty much every protest with water, masks, hand sanitizer, snacks, sunscreen. Um, and part of the objective of that is because the spread of COVID-19 has been so disproportionately huge in communities of color um, nationwide, but especially in Salt Lake um, with how fucking 
I mean, just segregated our city is and the fact that they keep closing fucking testing centers on the West side and the air's worse and all of this other shit. Like we just really wanted to prioritize like these protests are being led by communities of color and specifically by like black people in Utah. And so we want to be there to help slow that spread of COVID-19, especially because the media was like, so so horny for a fucking story about like the protests are spreading COVID and it didn't Mm. happen anywhere. Anyway, so my car had been at every protest. So the cops had like a hundred percent run my plates, like a hundred percent run my registration, knew my registration was expired. Um, We were at a protest at Washington square and Manny, who was one of the main organizers of justice for Bernardo, um, which is obviously the campaign to get justice for Bernardo Palacios, who was murdered by the police. Um, He was arrested by cops who had the night before, uh, there was another protest and some of our people who were there saw the cops like refer to Manny by name and call him a thug and like were, yeah, like all this shit. And it was those same cops who arrested him the next day when he was separated from the group. So like Manny was very clearly targeted. He got arrested. It was like they drove him past us. He yelled at us out the window. It was crazy. And their, their thing was like, well, he asked us to open the window and we said, promise not to yell to your friends. I'm like, you fucking assholes. So anyway, um, really just doing wonders for the whole cops aren't racist thing. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Great job. We were talking about it because we were like, sorry, he can't roll. the Like, it's not like driving Miss Daisy. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. get to be back there with like a fucking lemonade, like rolling the windows down, and, like waving to the passerbys. Like, if the window's down, it's because the cops rolled it down when they drove him past his friends yeah. so that we would hear him screaming that he, they were taking him to jail. Um, so that wasn't awesome. Um so I was getting in my car to go to the jail to meet them. And then um, these like, it was actually really fucking funny because we were just sitting there while one of our friends was locking up her bike, which took forever. I don't remember why we were in front of the Sheridan, just like, just like sitting. Um, yeah. And my car was painted all over it. it. said like Venmo SLC COVID aid, really like offensive and horrible stuff, like free water, free snacks, <laughs> like just the worst. You, you I mean, really. Um which we all know that means fuck all cops, but it's, it's code. I mean, as we are trained Marxists. And so (laughs) this is, this is code that we all learned during our training. So yeah, yeah. we know what that means. I got my Mark or my master's degree from Marxist university. Nice. That's great. Yeah, no, I transferred there from Antifa college. (laughs) I get it. I love that. So, I mean, basically we were sitting there and these, these like total brain genius cops, like 100% top of the class are like circling the block um, to the point where we were kind of like, that's the same guy. Like this yeah. is just a lot of cops be driving past. And then this one guy, there's a gas station across the street and he pulls into it. And he just kind of like sits there in his SUV. And I was like, all right, like you want to fucking dance? And so he's sitting there. There's probably like 18 cops within a half a mile for like me. Um, and so we get in the car, I had three other people with me, luckily. And as soon as I like turn the ignition and start to drive off the curb, they pull me over. Um, yeah. cause they were truly, it was not like, Oh, we just happened to be driving behind her or like, Oh, this is a traffic stop. Like they, they waited. Were just waiting. Yeah. They were just waiting. Um, 
so they pull me over and the cop like comes up and is talking to me and um we had a guy listening to the scanner so we knew this was going to happen because he heard on the scanner that they want they were like we're going to pull this car over for expired registration and suspicion of being involved in painting the street outside of the da's office Um, which is cool um because my car wasn't there either day that the street got painted um and so i was like so you mean i you think i was there and you want to take my fucking car and when the cop came up to the window he had his like radio on and you can hear so i have a rav4 it's a toyota um and you can hear someone on the radio go we got the rav and i was like (laughs) we got her boys dude like oh my god okay like fucking batman i was like oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> they so, think they're so sick i know i was like this is like oh man anyway so we've then they tactically apprehended the, the rav4 i know like <laughs> hey the blue one <laughs> like the one with the moab bumper sticker yeah, yeah like that's the girl so anyway Listen, they impounded my car they were total dicks about it they kept trying to get me to like i would ask a question they would kind of be like well, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Yeah. Like, cool. I was like, I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> like what's happening. So, um, they, and they totally did that on purpose because they were probably a hoping I had like red paint cans that said I'm yeah. guilty in the back of the car. Um, and cause they knew I was going to the jail. So that was like them doing that the same day they arrested Manny was like, not an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me two weeks to get my car back. So that was fucked. Like, talk about a system that, like, fucks people. Like, yeah. completely fucks people. So, yeah. Anyway, so that yeah. was my first and only interaction with them directly until I got in that weird Twitter fight with them where the official yeah, Salt so Lake City police. I was going to say, out. so, I yeah. mean, you said. <laughs> Like you said, the like the cops had known your car. They had probably run your plates many times before because as these protests, like depending on who was organizing them, a lot were done in conjunction with with the police. Unfortunately, like a lot of people planned some protests with police or like the pre-planned route and everything. So a lot of it kind of became um it was very uh, neutralized, I guess you could say. So I mean cops had been around, they'd seen you know, they'd seen everyone, everyone who was driving. It was kind of the same car as yours. And I think probably one or two other cars, the same, almost every single day in all of those protests. So they, they definitely knew <laughs> and there's no way they didn't, um, didn't that it was very intentional. Um, so yeah, the other day, tell us what happened on Twitter because I first saw, I didn't, I, I saw the beginning and the ends, um, where a cop had been hanging outside your car or excuse me your house no that was pretty sick um yeah yeah no i mean like they it's cool um i really love when people say like we can't defund the police because you know who are you gonna call that kind of shit because i was like well i clearly don't gonna call yeah Yeah. (laughs) like (laughs) they're very very busy people they're so busy so busy all the time um we with their weird how, agenda yeah we don't think whatever. about how much work it takes to sit inside of a cruiser for 12 hours and eat fast food like mm-hmm. it's, it's hard it's hard work all right we need to back the blue <laughs> those jaywalking tickets aren't going to discriminate themselves back the blue is the worst one i hate that so much <laughs> back the blue blue lives matter i mean oh. it's 
there is drinking coffee involved also, I guess, and eating fast food. And you have to kind of use two hands for that. So I agree with you, Jordan, that it is more difficult than I imagined. Hey, afternoon, they switched to Monster too, so. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So yeah, they had been sitting outside your house for I don't know how long, right? Like they, no one who's listening can see this, but I can't stop rolling my eyes. Yeah, Um, multiple eye rolls. Yeah, like I was just sitting here like, I don't know, minding my own business. And um, I could, a cop car circled my block at least twice. Like it drove past my window. So I saw it. Uh, And then it stopped outside of my house. And the context of this is that they have really been so as hard as they went for the people who burned the cop car, allegedly, um, they are going to go probably a thousand times harder for anyone who they believe was allegedly involved in painting the DA's office the second time uh, because it was a lot more damage Um, and I'm not going to say who said this to me but like when people started getting arrested I was like I should probably call a lawyer just like in case um, since they clearly know who I am and I was talking to some lawyers and (laughs) at least two of them were like yeah so like Sim's pretty pissed, um, but that's okay because that guy's a dick. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, we'll talk right. about Sim Gill in a sec and like yeah. um, everything. So, I know. I'm sorry. Bernardo. but it was No, just, you're good. It was so fucking funny because they were like, well, I shouldn't be saying this because I'm a lawyer. Like, what's the thing? Parody, parody, parody. Yeah. But I fucking hate that guy. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. So I get that. But also, I don't want to go to jail. So let's right. Um, But uh, this fucking cop was sitting in front of my house and I was like, so you just kicked down my friend's door like two days ago. Um, so I'm not super confident that you're not going to do the same thing to me. Um, so I took a picture of it and I put it on Twitter and I was like, FYI, this police cruiser is just sitting outside of my house for no reason. Um, in case I get like disappeared. Cause there was no one home with me. Um, and, and people are getting disappeared in other cities. And so. people are getting literally shoved into vans in yeah. other cities. Um, so <laughs> the police station was like, the official police Twitter, the poor intern was like, LOL, like laughing emoji. Like <laughs> we were just there to do a welfare check. And I was like, so, so, so buddy, like I, I didn't say my address. I didn't say like what yeah. happened. You're basically being like, yes, girl who doesn't even have her full name on her Twitter profile. Like we know exactly where you live and what time yeah. I was in front of your house. Um, so I was like, okay, well you're, this is fucking weird, dude. Like, please don't use emojis when you're like, it's so funny about hated that. Ugh. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, not great. Um, and then it got weirder. Um, because then the, the police station responded again and was like, just kidding. We're really sorry. Like we didn't mean <laughs> to, to make you feel bad. <laughs> like we were oh, sorry. Man. Um, and then it got even weirder. And then it got weirder than I thought would be possible because then the mayor also responded and was like, I'm sorry at Utah Mads. Like yeah. feeling intimidated or harassed by police is not a joke. Greg, did you not see this happening? Your I, face I, is I did like, not. No, I, I did not see this happening. Dude, this whole interaction, I, it was so strange. It was the weirdest day of my life. Like the because the mayor was in on it, and then everyone was like, "Shut up, Aaron! Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> are you?" Kidding? Oh, shut up, Aaron is a funny thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> so that needs yeah, to be they a were drop. Like, yeah, because you know it's the thing of like they cannot be caught harassing a white person, especially uh-huh. like. 
a white woman, especially yeah, like a that young was a weirdly woman. like large apology for uh mm-hmm. for that. For I mean, relatively um something pretty benign what ended up happening, but like seeing a three-tiered apology including the mayor was really strange and i don't know i don't know what to think about that um yeah just super strange so we've mentioned a couple times um like the damage done to um sim gill's office um all because um i mean his handling of police violence in general for his entire tenure but specifically around bernardo palacios um the since all the protests started body cam footage came out um, and they found, of course, Sim Gill found no wrongdoing by the police officers, which I think doesn't really surprise any of us, but, um, just still unacceptable regardless. And so obviously the protests took a bit more of a local, um, focus and a lot of the protests started happening right outside Sim Gill's office, including, um, the paint that you mentioned on the road, the paint on the office itself. Um, and that's what it was, was paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is violence to <laughs> our government. The street so. does have feelings. Yes. Sherwin Williams is a terrorist organization. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that really got me about the paint was like every article I saw after that showed the aftermath of it too, also showed this guy with like a pressure washer, just immediately taking the paint off. It's just like, yeah. Oh, we're gonna just slap people with with felonies for something that like fifteen minutes worth and like a couple of visits from a like a, a glass company would have fixed. Like, that's it. But we're gonna slap people with charges that could put them in prison for five to fifteen years. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing that drives me nuts is like we can get like full lockdown curfew order and have like the national guard brought in for a couple of broken windows but we can't get a fucking mask mandate in this state (laughs) yeah the dissonance there i don't even i i don't think we could talk about it long enough to talk about like the different responses to these two things of how quickly the national guard was fully rolled out and the helicopter every single day and like all of that versus the response to this pandemic like uh, there's not enough time that we could possibly fill um talking about that like it's just it's disgusting um (laughs) and i don't i don't even even people like ammon bundy are like against the police right now and Uh they still are using um just insane amounts of money and like i mean okay so you wrote um a letter to the trip talking about um Mm. I, i mean well accountability in general but um specifically around the idea of like us paying for this service that's being used to brutalize um, and carry out uh, extrajudicial murders on people um, using our tax dollars. And they make a big fuss about um, tax dollars and all that when it comes to cleaning up paint with a pressure washer or um, fixing windows. Um, But like, there's never any sort of accountability despite theoretically us having some sort of, um, democratic stake in what they're doing theoretically like at least supposedly that's what it's supposed to be but um yeah tell us about your op-ed that you, that you wrote and i i saw some you know the normal twitter responses to the solid tribune's tweet but yeah just give us an overall what what you talked about in that in the op-ed 
Yeah. So like, and I should say too, that like, this isn't my, um, like I, this isn't my first time like writing something in yeah. the trip and just having a bunch of fucking like, <laughs> just a bunch of dudes kind of like, Hey, well, first of all, it's not legal for women to have opinions online. So it's like not. I'm already <laughs> taking like a huge risk, but like, then it's a bunch of guys who are just like, like y'all talked about Lauren McCluskey in one episode. Mm-hmm. And I actually, um, like I was a recruiter for the U when Lauren died and I was recruiting in her home state. Um, so it was really awful. And I actually like wrote an op-ed about it when I got back and I got in a world of shit for it. Um, and then I worked with Andrew Stoddard on trying to pass Lauren's law. And like, I worked with Lauren's mom um, and all of this stuff. And like, that was so fucking vile, the things that people were saying. Um, and it, but it's the same kind of concept of like, I'm sorry, like why the fuck am I paying for you fucking people who like, like kill people or like killed by negligence, which is basically like they let Lauren McCluskey die and the police officers who shot Bernardo murdered him. Like that, it doesn't matter what the law says about whether or not it was justified. Like laws have always been brutal and on the like against the people so like if you there's no question that those cops murdered him um so the letter that i wrote and so that's all to say that i don't look at the fucking comments or the replies anymore yeah, absolutely I'm just like, i can't like um some of them are funny but like i just can't deal with it so that letter was really just like like if you want to this is bad i this my opinions are only mine, blah, blah, blah. I do not express the opinions of my employer, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you want to be a little fucking baby about like, oh, like I'm scared and like someone threw a water bottle at me. And like, it's so, it's so hard for people to hate me because I shot their friend. Like, yeah. if you don't, if you don't want to do that, don't be a cop. Like go And if, and you know what, honestly, like if you like that shit and you don't want people to be upset with you, there's plenty of other places in the world where you can go fucking kill people and like, or just brutalize people. I'm not, not advocating that, but like, I, it's just, just to be super clear. Um, but it's just like, fuck, fuck off. Like you, you in theory, know what you signed up for. If no one tricked you, no one was like, come to cop school we're going to teach you how to like make butter and that's it. And then one day someone handed you a gun and was like, sorry, you're locked into this for life. Like fuck off. And also we pay for you to do this shit. And I'm not going to pretend that it's okay. That like my taxes, not to be all libertarian, but like more taxes, but like I fucking believe in taxes. Like I believe in a social contract that we have to each other, but also I don't want to fucking pay for the bullets that you're going to use to murder a 22 year old in the street and then leave his fucking body there for like, like six or eight hours like so fuck you and so that was kind of the premise of it and the other part of it was like I under like again again I get it like I understand that breaking a window is a hate crime but like fuck you for being like oh all of the taxpayer money for the window and like mm-hmm. the paint that was all allegedly happened whenever 
And then you're going to, I was there. Like I got the shit kicked out of me by the cops. Like so did my friends. Like there were fucking disaster helicopters over us that were like, sorry, my dog's in the background. He's really cute. But like, it was honestly like a fucking zombie movie of like, like take shelter, take shelter. But except it was them telling us you need to get the fuck out of here. And then all the cops on the ground being like, but if you come near us, we'll kill you. Yeah. You have to, you have to go back to your car, but we're going to stand in between you and your car. (laughs) But you you have to get arrested first. Mm -hmm. Like, so the idea that we it's the same concept as slapping a fucking first degree felony on someone for property damage when that's if i'm i'm not a fucking lawyer but don't people get first degree felonies for murder like it's it's the same concept of being like well the property damage was so expensive it cost 0.06 percent of the city budget to clean it up we spend a hundred times more or whatever on golf but like mm-hmm. we're gonna spend all this taxpayer money to have those goddamn helicopters in the air and all these riot cops like yeah the cops that were mobilized from all over the state that were like there in full riot gear and everything else yeah Ogden city police like shut up so it's just it's the thing of like it's the cognitive dissonance and almost like it's not even that because i'm like you know what you're doing you just don't give a shit about yeah. being a good person like you just you don't care so um that's my thing (laughs) no totally and people get really hung up on like the whole um on the whole uh, like police being racist thing and obviously there are those structures in place that disproportionately like definitely come down on black and brown people um and even larger they're just accountable to absolutely no one and we've seen that like there are there is there's been so much police violence in the last um since may in particular that it's there's so much that they're not going to be held accountable just simply because of how much there is there's like i don't even know how they can parse through each incidence like these cops should be having to account every single time they discharge tear gas pepper spray rubber bullet that's really just a metal bullet um like there <sighs> no, should be accountable rubber. accountability right for it's every single time they do any yeah. for every single they, use of force yes every single time they do anything like that there should be absolute accountability but there's none there's zero and, and, and um and that's why like the proposals that are being put forth like anti-bias training or yeah or racial sensitivity training is going to amount to nothing because unless you start holding cops accountable, they're not going to care. It might even, it might even make it worse in some cases where the cops just, it makes them even more like pissed off about that type of thing. And it just makes them even more like aggrandized about being able to commit violence on people because of the the most severe punishment is they get paid leave and they have to go to diversity training or, or whatever. Like, yeah, that's that's a scary, they get paid to like, Kick it at home. Yeah, that's the scariest outcome I can think of, too, is that police departments will then, like, start adapting, like, woke language in order to get around any sort of connection. Dude, they did that in Seattle already where they were talking, where, my God, the mayor was saying that the cops turned off the body cams to protect the privacy of of civilians. It's like, nice. Okay, so this is where we're at now. (laughs) Listen, uh, I recommend every single cop get a taxpayer-bought copy of white fragility <laughs> yes we should we should make that woman a billionaire by giving out those copies to every single cop in the nation you guys that'll that was solve the it thing all. they did the safety pins for yeah. a while everyone had like a fucking safety pin we'll add those to the uniform like you're safe with me bud like it's just 
Yeah, I know. It's such a I, nightmare. It's like literally just accountability. Like we don't need, like, do we need another mural, Aaron? I guess. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about Aaron real quick. So <laughs> overall, her response has been just fantastic. She's been great. She's been a godsend. Um, she, we love her, folks. We love her. She knelt with the protesters. She wears a mask. Um, we love our bike path mayor. So have you been in the council or the uh, the town halls that she's done? I haven't joined any of those. No. Okay. And I, I have not. And I will say, so like, I, I know Aaron, like personally, like Mm -hmm. we have, um, and, and I think Jesus Christ, like, and I know her personally and I just, um, wow. (laughs) Like it's, it's not, it's, it's just not like I get it. Like I, like I work in politics too. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I kind of have this, like, um, like you could call it hypocritical of like, I don't believe in any of this shit, but I also like see mm-hmm. some of it as harm reduction. But so I get politics. Um, but also this is a moment to stick, to be like, this is fucked up. And I don't really care what happens to my career after it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say that this is fucked up. And I remember I was talking to someone um, and I was like, well, the police chief has to decide whether these officers who committed murder get fired. Um, And it's not up to Aaron. It's up to the chief. And this guy was on Twitter. He was like, so can Aaron not fire the chief? Like, are they just like their own autonomous force now? And I was like, God, that's a good fucking point. <laughs> that's that's how they're treated, quite literally. Strong like account. they don't answer to anyone. No. No. Yeah. So, yeah, Chief the Brown mu- serves at Aaron Mendenhall's uh, at Aaron Mendenhall's pleasure, so she can say bye bye at any time to him, and then she can bring in whoever she wants. Yeah. So I just my I'm just like it's that thing with politicians where like. It's it's a similar thing with kind of it's not similar, but like it makes me think about Spencer Cox where it's kind of like and I know how much you guys fucking love Spencer. (laughs) He's Um, easy. He's a friend of the pod. He rules. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually have him with me right now. Oh, man. Uh, That would be fun. (laughs) Shiny head. Um, It's the thing of like when politicians are nice and they're like just really nice and feel really sincere about what they say. And it's like. That, do, that shit doesn't fucking matter if nothing changes um and yeah. so i think like the mural and all that shit it's so utah it's very like we're gonna paint this on a street but mm-hmm. then like i n- like i i feel like i've been very negative this entire time no you, uh, well negative, i mean we were it's we did the filler joke. episode before with we tried to make it lighter because we knew the stuff was coming up that we okay. were i mean it's it's so hard to be positive about this type of thing like you mentioned like the aaron mendenhall like would she be nice to drink with sure like she seems kind and all of that but completely in over her head when she's dealing with someone like mike brown um who like you we've mentioned is completely autonomous and answers to no one and then has sim gill just like has never held a cop accountable for anything like that so and cops i mean hate the, him i know which is what's so crazy about well, the like the yeah. police is he's mm-hmm. never done anything to them and they fucking hate him well like, like he's like we see the same thing with um de blasio in new york like they absolutely despise de blasio but they doxed his daughter and arrested her and do whatever else and he still defends their um, right to run protesters over with their suvs so like no matter like 
everyone knows like who's really in control in these situations and it's it's certainly not Aaron Mendenhall so like I'm not I don't know I don't even know what expectations I can actually wager up on her um at this point but like I think at, it's pretty clear um at least we got a mask mandate I guess in our city <laughs> but just to take it national too like sim gill and bill de blasio are like the perfect personification of the democratic party as a whole because yeah. they'll always try and appeal to these reactionary forces whether it's police whether it's whether it's opposing parties or anything like that and they always tell them to go fuck themselves yeah yeah Every like what's time. it really worth like is this really worth it <laughs> sim gill I guess. Well, and it's the thing with Aaron too, where like, again, like I, I, I like Aaron as like a person. Yeah. I am not, uh, I'm not jazzed about how she's handling anything as a mayor. And yeah. I'm just like, the writing was kind of on the wall when we elected someone who didn't win the West side, like mm-hmm. who, when we elected someone who so much leveraged like the East side to be able to get elected in a city where like, that is such a fucking problem. The way, like the very clear disparity in resources and like just the way that we fucking treat people. Um, and I mean, that is just like, it's i mean i don't know if you guys saw you probably do because you read a lot but like i read no brag but i read an article this week uh and it was from the salt lake (laughs) tribune i know um and it was about the proposed police reforms i didn't okay i didn't fucking read the whole thing i skimmed it but there was one part that was like about basically like cops giving each other a signal of like hey jared's out of control like maybe you should step in and like that being like that's a reform <laughs> is like creating that signal and i was like so the, so they're animals oh so like God. we're talking about how animals communicate with each other yeah. like what are we doing right now the, you know yeah the, and that's uh, suggesting for our city that's not a reform oh it, like, it's important our police have the self-care mandate where you know, you know <laughs> if you know your buddy's in trouble you're just like buddy Take a breath. Here's some breathing exercises. Go behind the cruiser. I'll take it from here. And then just keep whomping who's ever on the ground. (laughs) None of these people have ever seen Serpico. Absolutely not. You're damn right. Um, Yeah. And all the non-reform reforms will continually be um, useless until, um, until, social services actually get money and money's taken away from the police because and i'm like well yeah well actually, and i've talked to oh, oh god sorry um well actually money's taken away from the police but the same point too uh, mads i was seeing some of your other tweets you did too we have to go after their their foundations too because they're essentially yeah. have a, has a slush fund that they're just pulling stuff from yeah, so Jordan's going to walk us through the uh, Salt Lake City Police Foundation because... Oh, hell. I feel like I'd like Red Gladio again for the first time. Yes, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about it, Jordan. So the Salt Lake City Police Department has a foundation that's a, supposedly supposed to be like a separate arm of funding for them. So I, I did a bunch of research on their website today and also looked through like the Trib article that like a bunch of backers of the foundation wrote. And it is just absolute insane shit. So um, from their About Us page, like Chris Burbank started up the foundation a few years ago. It's supposed to be a stopgap between what they have accomplished with like the public budget and what they need because they say like 95% of the police budgets for 
salaries and benefits, which one cops are very overpaid everywhere because of overtime rules. And I think we should probably take a look at that, but Hey, what do I know? So, (laughs) yep. So somebody's got to stalk teenagers. Like somebody has to do it. Okay. And it's not you or me. So it's gotta be them. Somebody has to just sit in like LDS church parking lots on like a Tuesday morning doing nothing for like Mm -hmm. four hours. And it's them. So Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a public foundation. Anyone can donate to it. But when you start looking to the donors, that's where you start seeing the real crazy shit. So the funders for the foundation I saw are Goldman Sachs, the LDS church, the Miller family, Taser, which is, by the way, where they probably buy things. Palantir, which is the surveillance company that Peter Thiel runs. Oh, hell Uh, yeah. That rules. The City Creek Center, uh, the Exoro Group, which is a government consulting firm. So these are like the major founders. Oh, by the way, every fuel and uh, every fossil fuel company in the state from Dominion, Rocky Mountain Power, Chevron, and Tesoro. So sick. I love that. I still can't get over that. We have a power company called Dominion Energy. I think that's just absurd. But anyway, so literally all of our our villains are like fun are like secretly funding the police department. And that should probably tell you something. And a bunch of backers of this foundation too decided to write a letter to the trip talking about like why this like our current moment of politics. And it is some bad shit stuff. Um, Bro, you mentioned it before. We really do live in a Paul Verhoeven movie. So, and this is like, these are like all the main characters. So I'm, I'm going to read you some excerpts of it too, because like I was. Well, and, and, and the header for this article is that uh, great picture of uh, Chief uh, Mike Brown kneeling with a couple protesters, including one oh, black dude. So still, lots of cameras all around, of course. I, Classic. I, I still hate that picture so much. It just reminds it's me the of worst. influencer was like holding a drill for 15 seconds and ran off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the first part of it, too. Like in a political landscape where establishment Democrats are losing primaries to shameless socialists and conservative Republicanism is struggling to be louder than fascism to, the, to its right, nuance and policy is drowned out. Yeah, the Republicans were really struggling with that whole fascism part. But hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Let's meet in the middle. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. Got a lot of notes. Keep going. And like, though. what socialists are being elected? We got we got a few. We got like random random people. Well, we do know shameless that um, socialists. We know that. Yeah, wow. shameless because yes. there should be shame attached. <laughs> I'm a shameful. I'm a shameful one. Sorry. <laughs> It's kind of a, it's a kink for me, but um, I love, <laughs> we think the, uh, I, I still love the uh, Joe Biden being a Trojan horse for the real socialism, Marxism. That's my favorite one. Anyway, sorry, Jordan. Continue. Oh, no, you're totally good. So it gets even funnier too, because it starts going into like, just like quoting Chris Rock bits. Oh, yes. So yeah, like a bunch of white people who signed this bill are just like going stro- straight Michael Scott on this one too. <laughs> <laughs> Our cultural icons foreshadowed these problems. With comedian Chris Rock in 2018, he said, "Whenever the cops gun down an innocent black man, they are always say they always say the same thing. Well, it's not most cops, just a few bad apples. But some jobs can't have bad apples. American Airlines can't be like most of our pilots land the, like the planned. We just got a few bad apples like that like to crash into mountains." Nice. And then the next paragraph: Planes crash. Do we stop flying? No. We investigate and hold those who are responsible accountable. If there is a systematic, we actually problem, don't do that. Boeing is. <laughs> oh no! no yeah. No. 
Oh, those are how many people has Boeing killed this decade? Yeah. <laughs> a few thousand. I mean, we don't Sorry. count the military ones too because they they build a bunch of planes for the military, but just like civilian ones, just a few thousand, just because they yeah. they didn't sell them the DLC or something. <laughs> they did the DLC for the plane. Jesus. <laughs> if it really a, is. They didn't. It was like a software patch that oh, they, they didn't do. Yeah. If there's a systematic problem, we identify and change it. In diagnosing and changing the system, the foundation's community engagement model in Salt Lake City is working. Is it? And here's a sign. Here's a letter. Jet, the Utah Jazz, especially Randy Rigby, Chevron, Public Coffee, a bunch of banks, a bunch of lawyers, real estate managers, and investment groups. So we don't like the Public Coffee one. Yeah, that one's sick. Yeah, I'm not going there. That's really weird. It, Go to Blue Copper anyway. It is, because I can understand every other signer on that one, too. Like, the Utah Jazz want to clean downtown, so no one's, like, accosted outside of Energy Solutions Arena. Chevron's just evil. Who cares? Banks and lawyers, same thing as, same thing as like, the Jazz do. They just want, like, a clean downtown because that's where most of their investments are. And real estate managers, investment groups, for the exact same reason. They, they, they see the cops as, like, a means for cleaning up any sort of thing they see as, like, a stain on society. That's what they are. Oh, they are. That's what cops are for. <laughs> yeah, they're right, foot soldiers yeah. for capital. That's all they are. Mm. But oh, it's, it's, it's the only it's, reason why they're the only social service with money still calling it a social service. But like, I mean, if man, if, if you care about cops, you should want them to be doing less because my God, they're bad at almost everything they do. They're just uh-huh. they're dumb. Like, that's the thing. Like, Mads, you brought up earlier, like. Why be a cop? The only reason they want to be a cop is to have a gun and authority. Like if you took guns off of cops, you'd lose 75% of police forces overnight. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, (laughs) I'm just like, I really do have that thing in me where like, I, I think that there is room in whatever fucking like, um, space Marxism world we want to build whatever of like for like rehabilitation for people who like got like bought into the fucking lie of like individualism and nationalism and capitalism and we're like oh being a cop is a way to serve my community like Mm -hmm. I get that not everyone intrinsically becomes a cop because they're like I want to fucking hit someone (laughs) with like but it, at a certain point, you have to take some personal responsibility for the fact that, like, you're part of this horrifying institution. And that's where I start to be like, okay, like, you can come over here and, like, we'll help you, but you have to fucking come over here and you have to give it up. And, like, this shit, the thing that's so insulting about the foundation letter, and I am going to, I, God, have I been getting in trouble for days about this because then everyone got mad at public and then it was like, I was in trouble because I, read something online and like just like i mean it's amazing again women posting illegal so i was asking for it but like i i just am like i got so much shit from people who were like well here's the like the line that they've kind of been saying from public is like well this is our suit at the table and like we want to like yeah. It's they, the insulting thing about the foundation is they say that they are funding community outreach and like mm-hmm. community policing. And that's we what we need is for cops to get out of the communities. Like, please stop reaching out to like, don't do that anymore. And it's not what community like policing is. Oh, absolutely. And you look at their website, too. It's just all like we're helping kids. We're communicating with children. We're going into marginalized communities and we're letting them know the cops are here. But actually, it's just a funding mechanism. So the city will buy stuff from Palantir and Taser. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I'm sure they have the best of uh, best of intentions. But like you said, I mean, there are people who genuinely, um, especially like black and brown people who join the police force because there are um, a lot of black and brown cops and a lot of them might join with the intention of thinking that they can improve their relations or their community's relations with the police. Um, so I'm not going to assume the worst of intentions among every single person who joins the police force, but you are joining a an organization that's structurally inept at being able to provide a community service. And um, that, I don't know if you guys have read it, but Alex Vitale, who wrote um, The End of Policing, um, talks about like, I mean, when we talk about the end of policing or defunding or abolishing or whatever, it's not a flip of a switch where we're going to just, um, you know, everything's just going to be lawless or whatever and there's no cops or anything like that. But like, we need a transition to like an accountable and just society where um, we're actually funding um, social services because we know how, like we know the causes of crime and we are doing nothing to actually treat any of that, any of that at all. And um, we know that cops don't exactly um, reduce crime in the areas in which they uh hang out in constantly. Whoa, in Kyle, fact, it's quite the opposite. Kyle, are you saying that the last 50 years of just throwing cops at social problems hasn't worked out? It's been going swimmingly. And like at the beginning, Mads, you mentioned like I want people to want better for themselves. And that's like kind of the hardest thing for me to grapple like with Americans in general is how like little people are willing to accept for themselves and how mm-hmm. they apparently look nowhere else or don't look at anywhere else and think, huh, maybe, maybe we shouldn't live in a society that like, where we just let 150,000 Americans die from a pandemic when like, um, Southeast Asian developing nations are having like, uh, one to 10 deaths over all of these months. Like maybe, maybe there's something structurally wrong with, with all of this, but like, we just don't, ask the questions as to why and policing is a huge piece of that like i mean do we really need it to be like this why do we want it to be like this it doesn't have to be like this like i just i don't know it blows my mind that people are just so willing to accept so little for themselves and i'll just never understand i I think oh oh, sorry go ahead mads Okay, sorry, I've been talking a, a lot, but no, like good. this is like this is for just like one more soapbox for me, which is like please it's it's so much just like the the I think it's such an American thing because it comes so much from like from the very recent which one of you is a history major? History. Um, yeah. Okay. Jordan and political science. I was political science. Too, I was so. also that too. Yeah. That's what's up. Not really. Not anymore. Not oh. for us, but too depressing. But like it, I did where there's so much rage in this country um, from white people specifically and not just around like, I would like to still own people. Um, and that's definitely a big part of it, but around like the complete lack of community and connection that we have for each other. And like the fact that a lot of communities of color have that, um, and white people just don't. And like, Mm -hmm. I think that really plays into it from like a, I don't know the fucking word for it, but just like, I, I have seen so much that like, it's that, 
it's that longing for like connection and for, and like the intrinsic wanting something better and not knowing that that's what you want. And so you're just fucking pissed. Cause you're like, well, I, I know I don't like this, but like, I don't think I can have anything better. And some of that is capitalism too. Like we yeah. keep people so fucking down that it's like, I can't even dare to dream of something better. Cause I'm barely hanging on. But I think that that's such a part that, we are now reckoning with more of like, not just the white supremacy in the terms of like the power that we're given, but like the inherent anger that people feel at the idea of people of color, especially black people, not just having power, but having like joy and community and connection to each other in a way that is not seen as authentically usually. And like, uh, frankly, like the descendants of like, the colonizers and like the, we just don't have that. And so it's just, I think policing is such a product of that where it's like, well, at least this is the thing I can control. Like I can't control anything else. Like I don't have any fucking autonomy, but I'm being told that I do. So I'm like, my brain is like breaking, but I just, at least I know that that cop is going to get that fucking guy off my street. Like it's that kind of thing of like, and if I don't have that, my brain will break and I won't be able to comprehend my reality anymore. And it is really, it's the thing of like, when you know better, do better. If you like, once you know, you have to try and do better. You can't go back from that. And how do we get people past that, that hill of like knowing better? I don't know. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. So bummer. but i think we're doing it like i think you do that like i really love the episode the most recent episode you guys did where you talked about um like kind of some of the things that the people who like inspired you and the ways that you came to where you're at politically yeah. because i think that shit is so important like and we have to keep doing that like we have to keep doing that to other people too is like bringing people in and not in the way of like hug a fucking kkk member but just like understanding like yeah. where that rage is coming from and like trying to trying to meet that and being really honest about the fact that like police are fucking slave catchers that's where it yeah. came from we don't need it get rid of it like you cannot reform something that is that evil at its core um yeah certainly not with diversity trainings that's for damn sure oh and fuck everyone this is i know we have to but like this is my fucking thing too is like i know a lot about apples like i eat a lot of apples i like apples i like apple pie i like apple juice i like apple trees i'm from virginia everyone's oh bad apples bad the whole thing is bad apple spoils the bunch one bad apple spoils the whole bunch the idea is not like all the apples are good except for one apple and we can just take it out and then and all the other apples will still be good. The idea is if one is bad, and this is this is more just my thing. I'm just like doing my own oh, thing. Oh, cook. It's fucking crazy the way it's the same thing they're doing right now with the mask mandate, where they're like, well, quarantine actually means you can go to school and work, but like isolation means stay home. Um, it's the same shit that like we just have to keep calling it out for the bullshit that it is. I mean, like, yeah. No, you don't get to say that thing means something different than what it means. Well, Mads, are you saying that a modified quarantine isn't really a quarantine? <laughs> I, 
I hate it so much. It just makes me think of like those early, like right when the t- the task force first started and Spencer mm. was doing those live streams from his like bookshelf or whatever. And he was like, hey, guys, we know all these new words like social distancing. Isn't that really just fun? Like think about the word social distancing and community spread. And mm. Modified quarantine is the new one. I, love I never want to think of community spread ever again. Dude, yeah. I I'm. Like, I'm never... not here to kink shame, but that sounds gross. <laughs> Droplets. If, if, this, dude. Oh if this virus my. gets worse, we're going to start seeing like posts from government officials like, ooh, ooh don't touch dead bodies. It just, <laughs> it's it's going to be horrible. But, oh, but, but the no. modified quarantine stuff is driving me crazy, too, because my, my girlfriend just uh, read through the whole thing, too, because she's a school teacher in Salt Lake City. And she just lost her mind, like trying to figure out, too. like, so wait a minute, if a kid... If a kid gets COVID, they can come back to school. If I get COVID, I might have to go back to school. Yeah. Like, that's this is the, I, I, like I saw that good thread earlier where there, there was one part in particular where somebody um, pointed out that, like, if I'm a teacher and I get exposed or have it and they can't find a sub for me, then uh, they can ask me to come back. I have that part right here. If having a substitute will negatively impact student learning. <laughs> It, and that's what the part is. So, oh. so essentially, if the, the sub is somehow disruptive or something like that and doesn't really do anything, like they can just tell, like, well, sorry, I know you have COVID, but come back in the classroom. It's oh, yeah. I don't even know. Like, of so, like you said, people. like Matt that's said, so like awesome. we have to keep trying to let people know that it doesn't have to be like this as hard and tiring as it is and as like ignored as we have felt um over and over again like uh i mean spencer cox had a meltdown at belt at ben dowsett on twitter the other day um who's that's who's gonna be on on monday ben dowsett he's a jazz journalist but he's been fighting with uh spencer cox but like so clearly they read stuff on twitter they see stuff um and like it's 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 good to keep talking shit to them because they need to know and yeah you know sh- shit's bad <laughs> shit's kind of bad <laughs> but it is there's a lot of hope there i think and there that's is. the only reason i'm able to do what i do is like because it just i have so much fucking faith in people and not all people but like i have a lot of fucking faith in like the community we in have regular here. people mm-hmm. yeah I have so much fucking faith in like working class people and regular ass people. And that's the thing about, and I know, but like with policing where it's like, we're fucking assuming that people want to have an awful life where they're being like fucking targeted and shit. Like if we give communities money and resources, they will take care of themselves. Yeah. People want to be happy and people want to care about each other. And like, we just have to keep pushing. And we don't, right. We do. And like, I mean, to kind of close out, like thinking again through like the lens of the the mutual aid thing, like Mm -hmm. it's so greatly appreciated that like people that you just bring people shit they want and need. And it's not like there's not a million hoops to jump through. They don't have to go through a million applications. Like if you tried applying for something, they make that shit purposely hard. Like it's, it's way difficult on purpose. It's, It's to deter as many people as they possibly can it's they make people jump through as many hoops as they possibly can um so the project of just being like no like people just deserve to be treated like people and people want like everyone wants better for themselves to 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 some extent and they don't need to be treated like um you know i i don't know how to even describe how the the government really treats people 
Um, but it's inhumane. And uh, I think I'm grateful for your work in particular because um, you treat people like humans because, yeah, Absolutely. that's how we should all be treated. So anyway, so thank you for your work. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what we brought you on here so we could thank you to your face. <laughs> thank you. Nice. Yeah, let's all- applause um that's so zoom doing like a zoom clap um no thank you (laughs) and like i really and i know that i got on like 16 soapboxes but no i'm very glad in the first episode you guys did like you talked about what it's like to like have other people who feel the same way and like that shit is so important because this is really hard work and like that's something I've really learned doing this is like, we have to be really intentional about like being there for each other and taking care of each other and even doing shit where you're just like, I need to bitch for four hours. Mm-hmm. Like, cause this is hard <laughs> and that's how we keep it sustainable. So like, thank you for like being part of this and like doing which, I mean, thanks for shit talking Spencer Cox. <laughs> and like, but that's not like, that's not everything. Like, it's like you bring this stuff out into the world and bring it to people. And like, the more we do that, the farther we're going to get. So it's pretty awesome. <sighs> Can't say better than that. COVID-19 mutual aid, SLC.com. Please yeah. go and volunteer mm-hmm. and donate, please. Please. Anyway, at Utah Mads. At Utah Mads on Twitter. And uh, don't follow un- me. Unfollow the rest of us and only follow Utah Mads. <laughs> yes, please. I am a just bad me and Spencer. I, I, I just got above 2,000 followers. I have no idea why. I am a horrible poster. Stop following yep. me. Unfollow G.I. Joey JoJo. All right, guys. Follow all of us. Good night.